The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 303 for March 18th, 2012. The new LTE-enabled iPad hits the street, AT&T and Verizon announce more LTE markets, and Sprint announces the end of the LTE LightSquared deal. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Coppice. Brought to you each week with the help of listeners like you, subscribers to The Cell Phone Junkie Unlocked. More information at thecellphonejunkie.com. The show is also supported by the Cell Phone Junkie podcast application, available now for Android and the iOS for $1.99. Well, before we get into the news this week, the new iPad is now here. It's got LTE, it's got a retina display, and I have one. And uh, let me tell you, this is uh, a very nice device. I'm you know, obviously a big Apple fan, and I've been using many of their products. I've had all three versions of the iPad, and uh, this one by far and away is uh, one of the more exciting ones, and, and I've got two big reasons for that. Of course, um, there's the retina display, which it's it's one of those things you have to see to really understand what's going on there, but it's uh, it's 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 absolutely fabulous. Um, that's all, the best way I can say it. Um, it doesn't appear like a screen. It appears like some sort of back-illuminated page. I mean, it is really that good. There's no pixels at all that you can see when using most of the you know the built-in apps, and a lot of the other apps as well um, that, that, that you already have on there look really good, and there's going to be updates to those as well. Um, you know, there's versions of Twitter that are already updated for the retina display and whatnot. So some really nice things with that. Um, but for this purposes of this show, one of my favorite things, though, is the new 4G networking. Now, when I pre-ordered my model, this is kind of another tangent story, but I got the 16 gigabyte Wi-Fi only model. And um, I started thinking about it and I said, you know, I, I really want to play with this and, and have LTE built into it. So um, on the day that it launched on Friday, I went to the Apple store. Uh, this was an hour after the store had opened. Um, I figured I'd walk in and there'd be none left. But I walked in and I said, you know, hey, do you have any models available left at all? And she said, yeah, we've got all of them available. And I said, oh, that's great. I said, um, well, I'm looking for, uh, and I decided I wanted to go a little bit bigger, uh, 16 gig. Granted, I don't use the space, but I, I, I'm going to try and start using it a little bit more. So I said, okay, I want to do 32 gig and I want Verizon LTE. Now, there was one thing that really kind of pushed me over the edge to the Verizon model over the AT&T model, outside the fact that we've got over 200 LTE markets on Verizon. Uh, but uh, there were some reports that started trickling out early in the morning on Friday that AT&T microSIMs were working in the Verizon model. And so you could use your HSPA service from AT&T in the iPad from Verizon, which was very interesting to me. And uh, so while well, you had to do some changes to the APN settings, there's uh, you know a, a website that easily does that. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes for how to do that. But basically, you go to the site from your iPad, choose the carrier, i.e. AT&T, uh, and it installs a profile on the device, and boom, you can now use the SIM in it. So anyway, so I, I said, okay, well, I'm going to try that out. I really want to play with that and see what happens there. Um, so I did, and I was able to get it working. It took a little while, uh, a little bit of researching on Twitter as well, and a couple of folks helped me out get that working. So that was great. So I thought, okay, cool. Now I can use this on AT&T if I want to, uh, but what about Verizon? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't know that I want to pay yet another bill. And, uh, you know, I've got, uh, you know, obviously multiple phone lines. Um, I do have um, an LTE-enabled uh, card, uh, you know, it's a LG air card, whatever you want to call it, stick, modem. And uh, so I used that and I thought, well, you know, I don't want to pay another bill. And I th- then it hit me 
that's got a SIM card in it. And so I pulled that out. And of course, it's a full size SIM. And I thought, well, um, what, what can we do here? Well, there's two options. I can either get it swapped out for a micro SIM or I can cut it down. And the thought of cutting it down really didn't appeal to me uh, to start with. So I went to Verizon and Verizon uh, walked into the store and basically told the guy, I said, OK, I've got a SIM card in here. Can you provision a micro SIM with this account information? And he said, for that device, no. You'd have to change the device on your account. And I said, okay, well, I don't want to do that. I want it to stay on this device. You know, can you do that? And he said, no, we can't do that because it's, you know, it's a USB modem um, that uses the regular, you know, full-size mini SIM. So no, we can't do that. And I said, okay, well, answer me this then. If I cut this thing down, I can use it in any other device. And I know I can do that. I've, I've seen it done. And he goes, yes, you can. And I said, so if I cut this down and I totally screw it up, can I come back here and you give me a new mini sim and he said yes i said okay i may see you later but <laughs> we'll see what happens here so um I, I went back and uh you know carefully got a little a little knife i've uh, got my the little tool out uh, you know the, the adapter and kind of measured it and did all this kind of stuff cut it and put it in the tray popped it into the ipad and sure enough it works no problem so what i have now is uh a sim card provisioned for a usb modem working in the ipad which also then if i choose to install a profile can then use with at&t so that's kind of how that whole thing played out for me i, I now have a, a very uh purposeful ipad here and i, I really like that yeah, and when you would uh, message me with your uh, your selection of iPad there, because uh, of course I was expecting the 16 gig Wi-Fi, uh, I was very glad that you you know I know it costs extra money, you know it's a what two hundred and thirty dollars more you know total. Um, I'm glad you went with the the bigger capacity and the um, the the LTE because mm-hmm. you know that does represent. Uh, a major leap over what we had with the 3G iPad, but it also makes the device. Um, what am I trying to say? It's like, that's what it's really made for. I mean, it, it, you know, now that we've got the, the much faster network, we've got the Verizon capability, whereas, you know, before on, on AT&T, you've got the HSPA, which is nice and fast for 3G. But then on the Verizon side, which is kind of more where you want to be with the LTE side of things, the Verizon makes more sense. So we've got uh, kind of the, the, the best of all the worlds going on right here. And it's just a, it's just a much more flexible device that will take you more into the future and even people who don't ever really intend on using the the uh, data plan on the LTE model do consider it because you don't quite know what will happen in the future as well. So it's definitely something to, 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 to take a, a good second thought about having that uh, ability. And you get one other side benefit as a GPS. So there is one little uh, you are getting something for your money even if you never activate the, uh, the 3G. And actually, one more thing, too, on on the Verizon side, you get the hotspot functionality. And guess what? Even though I'm using an LTE card from a totally different device, it works. I've got the hotspot functionality now with this. So this actually, uh, yet another thing with this iPad replaced for me multiple different things that I carry around, which includes the cradle point, that LTE modem. And then an extra battery for the cradle point. So plus the cables, uh, you know, the, all, it was like five little pieces that got pulled out of my day to day work briefcase because now all of that basically is built into the iPad. So that was that was that was a really big thing, too. I didn't even think about that when it you know, when I when I bought this. But yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty nice. Um, it works really well. Um, you know, I'm very, very pleased with the speeds. I, I saw at one point twenty five megs down and like 15 megs up or something like that. It was it was like three in the morning or something random like that. Yeah. 
don't ask me. I've got a six month old. Um, anyway, so I was playing with that. It, I mean, it works really, really well. I'm, I'm very happy um, with with the speeds with that. So that's that's really nice there. So, um, you know, other than that, though, I mean, it's an iPad. Um, it is thicker. It is heavier, uh, which is a, a tad disappointing. So if you're looking for a critique of this thing, uh, the weight is, is a little bit more. Now, uh, that said, I've used different cases and stuff on my iPads, you know, so I, I, I'm kind of used to the weight. But, um, you know, if I were to put something on this one, now it's it's going to make it even heavier and so that is a tad disappointing yeah that's the one thing that i'm i am kind of un, unhappy about and i haven't made the jump to the ipad uh, the third generation here mickey i'm, I'm still just holding back because i want to see kind of how things shake out with the new model and this is kind of traditionally what i usually do before i buy an electronic i, I want to get get uh, get them in the hands of lots of people and see if there's issues that develop to see if there's you know this is kind of a major complaint you know, this thing's not quite ready for prime time kind of thing. Um, I mean, Apple's usually pretty good, but they're not infallible for, for you know, having blunders. Uh, I'm thinking iPhone 4. I'm thinking uh, 3GS with upgrades with software. I mean, they don't always get things right. So I just kind of want to play it by ear because, you know, the retina display is, uh, I, I absolutely can't wait to see it and would absolutely love to have it. But justifying that uh, that upgrade, I, I just can't quite do it at this point in time. And, and you know, for me, you know, getting the LTE model isn't um, high on my list right now either because of the same reason I don't want to have a monthly bill and I don't have an LTE uh, or AT&T SIM to, to pop in there. So um, I'm kind of at that point where it's not that huge of an upgrade for me, you know, to just get the uh, the retina display. Well, and, you know, honestly, it's it's not just AT&T. I know that's not the, the point of what you just said, but it's not just AT&T that will work in here. Any SIM will work in here. Um, so if you have T-Mobile, granted, it's going to be edge speeds only. Um, or if you're in another country, of course, you can use it uh, with any of the SIMs from from those countries, too. So um, for HSPA, that is. And and so there are there are some other advantages of it as well. I, and I've, I've always wanted to have built-in connectivity. Of course, that's one of the things that I love about being able to, you know, is really the wireless technology part of the tablet. Um, I just have always decided to do tethering some other way other than by, you know, having it built into the device. But now I, I've got this this SIM with LTE with this you know card and with an adapter I can pop it back in my USB stick and, and no problem there so I, I kind of like that. Yeah, that's absolutely great. And that and, you know of course what's really interesting about this is this is bringing you know the the SIM card the the advantages of a SIM card back right um in in swapping between devices. I mean we did kind of figure these would be completely locked down. Um, the slots themselves, even to the serial number of the, the SIM card. And I'm surprised you're able to do this. Maybe this won't be in the future either. This could be an issue going forward. But uh, this really does, you know, give you the, the you know, the, the customer, the user, you know, you're just buying data. What is the difference? What device it's in? Because the data is data. You're using the data. You're being billed by the gigabyte. Well, who cares what device you're using that on? So uh, I absolutely love this, you know, ability to move your SIM around based on the needs of the minute. You know, if you need your USB stick because you're uh, you need it on your computer and the Wi-Fi just won't do, you can move it over and pop it. I mean, that's just the, the beauty of it. And that's, uh, you know, this is the flexibility and the, the, the great thing about SIM cards. But, you know, that is why we're talking about this on the shows, because this is, uh, you know, a wireless network iPad. And, you know, it's uh, it, it does represent something interesting to me as far as, you know, 
portable computing and that's kind of how the smartphone has now evolved where it's kind of the the portable computer you can do all of your facebook you can do all of your email contacting you know telephone calls you know pretty much the only thing the ipad doesn't do is just regular telephone calls of course you can do skype and all this other stuff on there mobile but what it kind of gives um I, I think some people the flexibility now is to say well you know what i don't really need a smartphone now i can go back to a, a regular prepaid cell phone because i only use a handful of minutes a month um, so why am I spending $75, $80 or $100 or whatever it may be on my uh, iPhone when I can get this 3G or LTE iPad now uh, for $30 a month with whatever the two gigs or three gigs, depending which one, I can just go back to a prepaid cell phone now because I've got all of the advantages of the smartphone in a fairly portable package. And I can still make my phone calls and text messaging. And, and of course, if you're using Google Voice, you can do text messaging right off the iPad. So, you know, this this really does enhance uh, us as customers, the ability to make a, 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 another choice as far as how we're going to uh, to be mobily connected. To answer a question that I, I know is going to come up for people with the whole you take your iPhone micro SIM, you know, and you pop it in the iPad. What then happens on the voice side? Unfortunately, uh, it, it, the what I was hoping was going to happen is the calls would just roll to voicemail. That is not the answer. Uh, calls are just automatically answered and hung up on. So bad news. <laughs> so especially if you use that number. So plan on forwarding that to somewhere else, um, you know, because you're not going to be able to use it, which whatever you'll have to deal with that for what it is. But um, Joey's absolutely right. Um, it, it's a very exciting thing. And, you know, I, I, I'm realizing that that is potentially going to be the way that I'm using this. And it's, it, it's so much the, the screen to have that big screen. If you have it with you, just use it. It's so much better. And the fact that you don't have to monkey with any sort of, you know, uh, uh, you know, finding a Wi-Fi connection when you've got this built-in 4G, you know, connectivity, which is probably going to be faster than any Wi-Fi connection you find anyway. Uh, and then you can share that connection as well. It, it was a no-brainer for me to go Verizon. Uh, absolutely. That's uh, that that would be my choice. I mean, if you look at the the, the LTE coverage map, you're just looking at that uh, for what uh, Verizon has versus AT&T. I mean, it's just uh, it's staggering the amount of uh, cities that Verizon has compared to, to AT&T at this point in time. So, um, to me, that seems like a better choice. Obviously, really depends on where you're at and and uh, you know which carrier you prefer and and of course your local geography and all of that. So it's a really uh, interesting thing here we've got going with these. Uh, you know, obviously we had 3G before, but you know now with the LTE, it kind of changes the changes the game. Like you said, you, the, the speeds can be absolutely phenomenal. I mean, that's way faster than my home connection here and way faster than my office connection, and that's pretty darn neat when you've got that on the go yeah and you know like i said i saw i saw 25 i think it was 25 down 15 up um if you can beat that tweet us tweet us a picture uh you know tcpj underscore mickey tcpj underscore joey i'd love to see it i'd love to see what you can what you've found out there especially i i know at&t because the network is a little bit newer not as many devices are on it you may see faster speeds so um shoot those over if you got them because it is pretty neat so let's jump into the news shall we we've got a few things to talk about this week first off a very interesting story um in a report from the firm wireless intelligence they collected information about the top 20 cellular carriers around the world as of the third quarter in 2011. And there's some staggering numbers in here, including 600 million customers on the number one carrier, which is China Mobile. Mobile, And that is over six times 
the number of subscribers as the leading wireless carriers here in the U.S. Uh, Verizon Wireless is number one. AT&T is number two. They're both right at about 100 million. The top five spots um, all have somewhere between 200 and 400 million subscribers each. So there are a lot of wireless subscribers on the top. You know, and this is you know one of those things. We've got places like China Mobile. Um, you've got uh, Bahardi Airtel Group, which I believe is India. You've got the Vodafone Group, which has got um, you know uh, subscribers in a lot of different countries. Uh, America Mobile, which I believe is South American. So um, lots of uh, lots of subscribers around. There. I thought that was really interesting. We'll put a link, of course, as we do for every story in the notes if you want to go see where your carrier may rank. Well, the NPD group this week reported that 4G connectivity has grown around 35% and uh, to around th- th- excuse me 35% of all phones sold here in the U.S. The study showed that 22% of all phone sales went to uh, HSPA plus 4G devices, which of course most of those would be the Apple iPhone 4S, while LT-enabled devices only accounted for 7% of sales and WiMAX models at only 6%. The Apple iPhone 4S, HTC Thunderbolt, and HTC Evo were the three most popular devices on each of the respective technologies. AT&T on Monday announced that they would be launching their LTE network in 12 new markets by early summer. Those cities include Cleveland, Akron, and Canton, Ohio, Naples, Florida, Bloomington, Lafayette, uh, Muncie, Indiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, as well as New Orleans, Louisiana, St. Louis, Missouri, and then Bryan and College, College Station, Texas, as well as Staten Island, New York. No specifics were given on when each city would go live, though the words like soon and into early summer were used in the report. Verizon CTO David Small this week revealed that the company is currently planning to double the number of LTE markets covered from 200 to over 400 by next year. The new markets would boost the overall POPs cover to over 250 million and would leave Alaska as the only state in the U.S. without at least some LTE coverage. On Thursday, seven new markets were introduced from Verizon, including Dothan and Enterprise, Alabama, Naples, Florida, Greenville, North Carolina, Atlas and Durant, Oklahoma, and Longview and Marshall, Texas. Also, the expansion of LTE network of their LTE network occurred in Washington, Baltimore, northern New Jersey, Wilmington, North Carolina, Harrisburg and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Hilton Head, South Carolina, Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas, and Madison and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Finally, Verizon also said that for the rest of 2012, all smartphones announced will include 4G support. Currently, only around 5% of Verizon's customers are using the 4G network. So take that comment for what it is. Of course, you hear that and you go, well, there's probably going to be a new iPhone coming out in 2012. So if they're saying that they're not going to be announcing any uh, devices without 4G, that means the iPhone's going to have 4G. Well, it almost seems like a foregone conclusion at this point because of the iPad connectivity. Uh, we, of course, don't know for sure. Battery life is a concern. Uh, what, what it's going to mean for their network, of course, is a concern. But ultimately, I think they're probably going to do it. You know, it kind of uh, all signs kind of point that way. And y- you're right. Battery life is a concern. So... How do you fix battery life? You have to make the battery bigger. And we've seen that with the iPad uh, third generation here. They bored out more of the aluminum and they made it a little thicker, of course, to add some space. I saw uh, whatever they compared the number, 70% bigger battery. I mean, it's almost double the capacity. Mm -hmm. So in order to main, and and that was a lot of the retina display as well. So it's not all uh, of the, the LTE um, that that is eating all that extra battery. So, uh, with that in mind, that m- my gut feel is then maybe we'll see a slightly bigger iPhone because you can put a lot more battery in there uh, with a bigger screen. So that's kind of my gut feel then is to to make up that difference for battery life is to make a bigger phone. Which of course the easy way to sell that is with a bigger screen. Um, 
But then, of course, the next question is, is it going to be a 12-month release cycle? And, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's pushed back um, to early uh, 2013 for mm-hmm. another like 18-month uh, release cycle. I, I, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if we saw that this year. It's not like they're not selling these devices. You know, the iPhone 4S is the number one selling smartphone. Um, I think the number two selling smartphone is the iPhone 4. You know, the iPhone 3GS is up in there too. I mean, these, these are very popular devices. When people are buying smartphones, this is what they're buying. It's, you know, it used to be that you you said, if someone has a smartphone, they've got a BlackBerry. You can't even say the word smart with your saying, well, what can, do you have a phone? Do you have an iPhone? Well, if you don't have an iPhone, when are you getting an iPhone? I mean, that's almost what it feels like right now. And uh, that all said, of course, Android has still got more of the market share, but I mean, there's just tons of them out there. And the reason I think it feels like more people have iPhones is because the Android army, of course, is an army. It's not just one device. And so when you look at Android, it's, you know, 200, 300, whatever devices that are out there versus just one. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, the Apple does need to stay competitive and keep on top of things. But, you know, it, it could be where they, they decide that maybe the chips aren't quite ready yet. Maybe it's going to take more time to get the LTE in there. And maybe they just want networks to be more robust with LTE. So, you know, it could be a few things. And, and obviously, the, 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 the Christmas buying season is a good time for the iPhone as well. Uh, so I, I think we'll probably see a 12-month cycle, but it, it, it may not. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's a it's an interesting uh, thought, at least to think, well, is it you know, we're six months into it now uh, into March now. So we're right at that point. Are we going to you going to start recommending people hold off now because we're halfway through what the typical release cycle is? Or are you still going to say the iPhone force is a good way to go? And, you know, I, I'm I still think it's a good way to go. I, I still think buying an iPhone 4s two years from now, you're going to be happy with it. It's going to feel a little bit old, but at the same in the same vein, I you know, my wife is still using a 3GS she likes the form factor you know so it's it's not all about you know the latest and greatest and for most people it doesn't really matter it's finding something that they want finding something that's easy for them to use and the iphone usually meets uh that need yeah exactly and and i think that um you know i i would recommend it to a lot of people and i still do uh to to get the 4s right now um you know and also i suppose if they change the size of it people may prefer the 4s due due to a smaller size if mm-hmm. that's uh what it is so there's a lot of factors but you know we're going to bring it back here to the lte thing which carriers want uh customers on lte they want to be able to get you to download data at breakneck speeds and use up your allotment in matter of minutes because that means you're going to have to buy more data so uh, not only does that increase their revenue, it also frees up their spectrum. So it's a it's a win win for the carriers to, to move everybody out to LTE. And I wouldn't be surprised if Verizon is telling Apple we need an LTE iPhone because, you know, we we can't even we're missing out on revenue because EVDO is nothing compared to the AT&T's HSPA network and how much data you can move with an iPhone right now on their network. And to me, it just, it, it makes all the sense in the world that, that Verizon is absolutely screaming for an LTE iPhone. I think it's a good idea. I, I would, will probably buy one. I'm going to have to seriously consider the network that I'm on. Um, you know, I'm on AT&T with it right now because, of course, that's where the fastest speeds are. Um, you know, generally, it doesn't mean they're the most reliable, but generally they're the fastest speeds. Um, it, you know, just as a quick aside, I saw some of the fastest speeds 
I've ever seen on my iPhone um, this week, uh, and that was in, a, in all places, Prescott, Arizona, inside of a department store. I just noticed that I had five bars of service, and it must have been because there was nobody using the network, um, but I think I, it was it was like 8.3 megabits down. How was that, you know, <laughs> and that, that just totally blew me away. Anyway, um, so yeah, you're absolutely right, though. Um, the carriers need it. Um, I think the consumer, once they start using it, especially, you know, we'll call the, the iPad the gateway for LTE because a lot more people are going to be choosing using this device and seeing what LTE's network can do, especially if they choose the Verizon one. Um, and even if they choose AT&T, of course, you're still getting, if you live in a market that's got LTE, very, very fast speed. So uh, either way, though, um, this is going to be a good thing. Now, let's talk a little bit more um, about LTE here and uh, another carrier, and that's Sprint. So on Friday, they made the official announcement finalizing that they would be canceling the 15-year agreement that it had with LightSquared to provide them with 4G LTE wholesale services. Now, by walking away from the deal, LightSquared will receive a $65 million payout. Sprint's deal was contingent on LightSquared obtaining approval from the FCC to operate a terrestrial cellular network on the L-band satellite spectrum. The FCC rejected the proposal last month from LightSquared, stating that risks of interference to the adjacent GPS spectrum were too great. T-Mobile on Tuesday announced that eight new HSPA Plus markets had gone live. The new cities include uh, Abilene, Texas, Amarillo, Texas, Odessa, Texas, Victoria, Texas, Bakersfield, California, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Joplin, Missouri, and St. Joseph, Missouri. T-Mobile now has 225 4G markets covering 200 million Americans. And Leap Wireless on Wednesday announced that it had signed on with ClearWire to help deliver its upcoming 4G LTE network. The five-year wholesale deal will provide TDD LTE service for Cricket and helps them with uh, to provide up to 25 million pops with the service that they want to cover here in the next two to three years. Well, you can help support the Cell Phone Junkie and the work we do here each week by signing up for TCPJ Unlocked. Now, the Unlocked podcast is our bi-monthly premium show, which for $5 a month, $12 for a quarter, or $45 for an entire year, you'll get in-depth conversations about the latest in cellular issues, interviews with industry experts, and of course, much more. Sign up is easy. Just visit thecellphonejunkie.com. Click the link on the right side for TCPJ Unlocked. A big thank you goes out to everyone that subscribes. A couple of devices this week. First off, T-Mobile on Monday announcing the Samsung Galaxy S Blaze 4G would be available in retail stores starting this week, March 21st, and then other sales channels the week after. The phone will be $150 with new agreement after $50 mail-in rebate. Virgin Mobile this week announced the ZTE Venture, a physical QWERTY keyboard device running Android 2.3 Gingerbread. It features a 2.8-inch touchscreen, 2-megapixel camera, 600-megahertz processor, and 512 megs of RAM. It uh, went available uh, for pre-order on Monday and started shipping on Thursday. It is only $99. And then Sony on Monday, uh, excuse me, Tuesday released the, excuse me, announced the Xperia Sola. This is an Android 2.3 gingerbread device. It's got a 3.7 inch reality display. The main feature is what uh, they're referring to as a floating touch navigation. This allows a user to hover their finger over the display and navigate web pages. The technology will be used with additional functionality in the future. Other features include a one gigahertz dual core processor, five megapixel camera with LED flash, 720p video, 
dual speaker phones with noise suppression and eight gigs of storage. The device will ship globally during the second quarter, though no pricing was disclosed. Also supporting the show is, of course, the Cell Phone Junkie podcast application. You can download it now for Android and the iOS. It's only $1.99 for the true Cell Phone Junkie. The apps integrate the best the show has to offer, including the ability to download shows in the background and listen to them while you're doing other things on your device, as well as emailing and calling into the show if you're looking to experience what this show has to offer. Our iOS and Android apps are for you. In software this week, PayPal announcing PayPal Here, an attachment for iOS devices that can be used for mobile payments. The triangular-shaped device plugs into the headphone jack on an iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch and allows users to accept credit card payments through companion application. Uh, PayPal will take 2.7% of each transaction made through the service. The attachment for the PayPal Here service will be free when launched. Samsung officially announced ice cream sandwich for the Galaxy S in South Korea and parts of Europe earlier this week. Users in Poland, Hungary, Sweden, and Korea should see the OTA update coming soon. For those in the UK, Samsung says your update will be starting the week of March 19th. Those with carrier-branded devices will not yet receive the update, as Samsung says the availability and scheduling of the software update for specific models upgradable to Android 4 will vary by market and wireless carriers' requirements. HTC this week released a complete list of all 16 devices currently on the roadmap for the Android 4.0 Ice Cream Sandwich update. That list includes The Incredible 2, Amaze 4G, Desire S, Desire HD, Evo 3D, Design 4G, Incredible S, Sensation, Sensation XL, Sensation 4G, Sensation XE, The Raider, Resound, Rhyme, Thunderbolt, and Vivid. The company is currently working on the Sensation and Sensation XE upgrades with a rollout over the next few weeks. Then Sensation 4G and XL will follow HTC did say that once the upgrade for a device has been released, the carrier supporting that device will take an additional, some additional time to prepare it for users before it is pushed out. T-Mobile on Wednesday began rolling out BlackBerry OS 7.1 for the Bold 9900 and Torch 9815. The update adds new features, including Wi-Fi calling, mobile hotspot, and USB tethering. The update is free and can be downloaded and installed through the BlackBerry Desktop Manager. And Nokia on its website this week said that the Windows Phone-powered Lumia devices will be updated with support for mobile hotspot functionality. The Lumia 900, or excuse me, the Lumia 800 and 710 will get the update uh, in a get get the update in a future update and get that functionality built in while the 900 and 610 will support the feature at launch. So good news there for Windows Phone fans that are looking to pick up a Lumia device. Well, we've got a comment and a question this week. First one is a comment from Matt and he says, uh, just listen to the show number two, or excuse me, 302. Just wanted to quickly comment on Steven's question about swapping SIM cards between an iPhone 4 and the Galaxy Nexus. Of course, Steven also will need a micro SIM adapter to use both devices as the iPhone 4 requires a micro SIM. The Galaxy Nexus has a regular mini SIM slot. I bought mine from a micro SIM shop at microsim-shop.com, but they can be found cheaply on Amazon as well. Cheers, Matt. And Matt brings up a good uh, point here. I did not mention that last week. And uh, to uh, to Stephen's question here on how you can swap them back and forth and it just kind of works. Um, yes, of course, you do need that. Now, one thing that I will say about these, um, these, these SIM card adapters, I, I, I read and I hear a lot of people that have problems with them. Um, because really it's just, it's the size of uh, a regular mini SIM that you find, you know, in most devices and you take your micro SIM and you set it in there, but there's nothing really holding it in there at all. It's just kind of floating. And so somehow you have to take that and and wedge it into a device. It depends on what kind of device you have. A, A tip that I'll give you is if you can find some, you know, invisible clear 
uh, tape, not like the thick scotch tape, but the really thin tape that that in, totally invisible stuff. And you put a piece of that on uh, on that on that card. You cut around it um, on the adapter that is cut around it, so it it's nicely you know aligned in there and everything. Um, and then touch that piece of tape a few times to to get the stickiness not as sticky. Um, because I'll tell you why in just a second. And then of course put your SIM in it and put it in your device and you'll be good to go. What I noticed was the first time I did this, um, I had it in I can't remember what it was. I think it was probably a Windows phone device that used uh, this. As soon as I took the SIM off out of where the tape was it pulled like all the color of uh you know and all the writing on the front side of the sim with it It, like took all that paint off not a big deal but it was kind of annoying because then the sim looks all weird so i would say you know if you're someone who's uh, you know, interested in doing that, of course. Um, I think I bought mine on eBay. I got two for $3, something like that. Um, but this micro SIM shop, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about them, but you can find them all over the place. Amazon's got them as well. I think they're more like 10 bucks though, but whatever. Either way, you can find these all over. No big deal. Get a couple though. I actually keep one in my wallet um, as well as the little uh, SIM removal tool that came with the iPhone. So I can easily, you know, do this on the go. I don't have to, you know, search in a bag or anything like that. I mean, these things are so thin. It's, you know, it's less than the thickness of a credit card. So, uh, but thanks, Matt, for commenting on that. I uh, did miss to mention, uh, failed to mention that last week. Uh, and then finally today, a question from Patrick. He says, guys, it's me again. Uh, this will be a quick question about the new iPad and AT&T 3G. Is this device unlocked or locked to AT&T? Can I use a SIM card from another country uh, and use it in that country? Thanks, Patrick. Well, Patrick, the micro SIM slot on the iPads is indeed unlocked. It can be used with carriers around the world. Since the device isn't subsidized, there was no carrier lock on it. Um, Specifications, just so you know, include um, on the AT&T model that's got that 4G uh, inclusion on there. You've got LTE on both the 700, excuse me, 700 and 2100 megahertz bands. I'm not sure what we're going to be using 2100 for yet, but it is included. And then also you've got your UMTS, HSPA, HSPA+, as well as dual channel HSDPA on 850, 900, 1900, and 2100, as well as GSM and Edge on 850, 900, 1800, and 1900. So what this means is international support pretty much anywhere for 3G. Uh, If you're here in the States and you decide you want to put a T-Mobile SIM in, it does not have 1700 support for 3G, but it does have 1900 on Edge, which means you'll get Edge on T-Mobile. And of course, there's a couple of markets we've heard that has some 1900 from T-Mobile with this AT&T uh, spectrum deal that they're doing a little bit of that. And of course, there may be more in the future. Uh, the real question is here, what's going to happen with Sprint? You know, there's kind of uh, rumblings of an LTE Sprint iPad. And of course, that would you know lead into the next question. Is the next iPhone going to be for LTE and Sprint? Because we know, you know, the, the Galaxy Nexus is on the way for Sprint with uh, another couple of uh, other LTE devices they're going to launch. So that's kind of a, a big question here. W- what's going to happen with Sprint and their network? Because uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, it is a slightly different LTE uh, implementation as well. Mm. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, you know, the other interesting thing with this is the Verizon model, though, it's it's similar on the GSM HSPA side uh, as far as the frequencies. And, of course, you know, for 3G and then same for GSM and Edge, it's got, you know, uh, the four bands uh, for both. Uh, but, of course, outside of the LTE, which is only on 700, it doesn't have 2100. And that's a whole nother story. Uh, it also has CDMA. So you've got, you've got yet another technology built in and these are all using those Qualcomm Gobi chips. And, uh, this is, these are fun, you know, fun chips because you're, you're now running LTE CDMA 
HSPA and uh, the old GSM protocols all on the same chip. Um, it, it took a while, you know, to get these chips out there, but now we're really kind of seeing this this utopian chip, which can be really be used on anything. And it's really the you know it's the LTE that's the hang up right now. And as soon as we can, I think start clawing back some of these other technologies that are being used maybe then we'll start to see some more ubiquity with what's being used uh you know with an lte chip and and so we don't have to have one for verizon and one for at&t i actually thought it was going to be a single chip and i thought there would be a different one for international devices but you know basically they came out and said well we're supporting these for now we're gonna have 2100 but you know lte is basically being launched on 808 1800 maybe and maybe like 2.6 gigahertz as well i think those are the international bands that most of europe is using either way this uh the ipads aren't going to work on lte but you probably don't care because you would get pretty fast 3g speeds elsewhere in the world yeah and that kind of makes sense you know they they did it that way and and you know leave out cdma that's fine it's just a because they're you know cdma side of course that's completely locked down you know there's no sim swapping or anything like that so i i guess it makes sense they have a separate model for that right now and there's uh other um you know like uh, in china there's a lot of cdma too so maybe that uh, model will be destined for uh the carriers there as well so it's it's a very interesting uh you know the the interesting number of frequencies and technologies that are that are in these chipsets and yeah it would be great to start reducing these down and, and simplifying it a little bit because of course we'd have better battery life and you know the antennas would probably be a little bit more efficient because if they're tuned for one or two frequencies versus you know these handfuls of frequencies it, you know they, they they operate a little bit better it is truly amazing when you think about it. I mean, you've got 7, 8, 9, 18, 19, and 2100 all built into this. That's six different frequency bands that one chip and essentially one highly tuned antenna uh, is able to take advantage of it. It's pretty impressive that they were able to do this. So uh, a glimpse into the future, for sure. Um, this is a device that a lot of people, of course, are we're expecting. There was not much that came out that we didn't think was going to come with this one. But look for the other manufacturers to copy these or at least do things that are very similar to them because this is what they know people are going to be measuring it against. Well, if you have any questions or comments for us, uh, you can send us an email to questions at the cell phone junkie.com or send uh, give us a call 206-203-3734 mention it at the top but of course you can follow us on twitter i am at tcpj underscore mickey and joey is at tcpj underscore joey uh only mention these occasionally, but of course, there's many ways that you can follow the stuff that we do if you want to stay up to date with what is happening. Um, all of these stories are posted every single week over at the website, thecellphonejunkie.com. So you can either go to the site, read them on there, of course, sign up to our RSS feed. We even have a way that you can just enter your email address, and every time we post uh, a new news article on there, you can get an email so you can stay up to up to date on what is happening. Uh, you can also follow the site's Twitter feed. We have a separate Twitter feed for the site. It is cell phone junkie make sure you uh, you drop the the at the beginning of that because there's not enough characters in usernames on twitter though if you want to do it on facebook facebook.com slash the cell phone junkie and uh, google plus we have everything posting up there as well at uh, just go over to google plus and search for the cell phone junkie and you will find all of the stories there as well i think that covers it so joey thank you very much as always for your time we'll talk to you later thanks for listening For more information about the stories you've just heard, visit us at thecellphonejunkie.com.